This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. Views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of the station, its staff, management, or news department. Joining me from the YWCA, Crystal Sackett, how are you today? I'm very good. How are you? Oh, well, you know, living the life. (laughs) (laughs) What is your title over there these days? I think it's like program coordinator or some such thing. Actually, I am now the senior project director. That makes does that mean you're old? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) unfortunately. (laughs) I've been with the Y for 16 years. All right. Well, you know. So you're you're just a young whippersnapper compared to some of us. That's all. <laughs> so what does a, a senior program coordinator coordinate? Well, um, I am actually have a few hats here. One being um, I'm their development director, as well as the director of Encore Plus and the volunteer coordinator. So that's why they wrap it all into one title of senior project director. Oh, okay. So anyone just goes, hey, and you say, what? <laughs> it's probably right, you they're much. talking to. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, you you uh, gave a shout out to us that one of the programs that is falling under your very large hat is uh, this Helping Hands program. So like, right to the nuts and bolts of it, I know nothing about it. You tell me, what is Helping Hands? Wonderful. Helping Hands is a scholarship program. This scholarship actually provides funding to families in our community, um, to the women that are, are and women and children in the YWCA that live here, that go to childcare here, and it's basically for those times that families say they miss a day of work and they're not able to make their rent because they don't get sick pay. Mm. They're able to apply for funds to help cover their rent. Um, which also helps the YWCA because if we're not getting rent, then we're not making our bills as well. Um, so the other thing that helps with is co-pays or deductibles for our cancer screening program for Encore Plus. So we have women that call us up and say, hey, one of my barriers, because we try to break down all barriers with Encore Plus, is I can't come up with that copay. I'm on a fixed income. My copay is $50. You know, they want me for this ultrasound. Um, so they're able to apply for the scholarship, and we're able to pay that for them. So it helps pretty much, you know, from daycare tuition to security deposits for women who are transferring out of our emergency shelter into their apartment in the community, but they just don't have that security deposit. They're able to apply for the scholarship program. Um, so it just it helps overall all the women and children in our community to help in those times of need. Same thing with, you know, child care. If they're out because their child is sick or they have the flu for a couple of days and they're missing work, but they still have that daycare bill each week, um, but they're not getting paid. It's, it's a scholarship that's able to help them and help the YWCA at the same time. Well, a lot of times when I hear scholarship, I'm thinking an educational program, advanced, advancing education, um, maybe job education. Is that any part of it? Or are we, just, are we talking like a, a, a grant and assistance program more than something where they are enrolled in classes? Right, exactly. It is more of a, it's a scholarship for those just in help of financial need. And really, the money goes directly to the YWCA. Because what's happening is if, if we have a woman that is out, like I said, um, with no, and not able to cover her daycare expenses, the, that costs the YWCA. Because we still have to have staff. We still have to have, you know. So it's, it's more of raising, the, you know, helping the women and children as well as helping the YWCA. 
Um, and it really, and, and the security deposit for women, that's, that's a hard thing. When you're coming into the emergency shelter with nothing, and we get, the, you know, we find them a, a, an apartment in a community to go out in, and they have a job, but they, you know, they haven't gotten paid yet. So how are you going to come up with that security deposit? Mm. You know, so something that they can apply for helping hands. And, and it's really to get the word out there that any organization, any business that's out there that wants to participate and, and help with this scholarship program is what, is what we're trying to get the word about. How, how many people do you see the YWCA is, is assisting in this kind of need now as compared to, say, I hate to everything reference pre-pandemic, but pre-pandemic levels, because, I mean, we heard a lot of issues coming up about daycare, especially when daycares started closing and restrictions going on and trying to find daycare. And we've heard about the housing crisis, and that seems to have been exasperated over the past couple years as well. Is there a, a big jump in the need of this kind of service from the YWCA over the past Absolutely. couple of years? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have found that our numbers in our shelter have raised. We're about at 110 to 111% of capacity. We find that our women are having a really hard time finding those apartments and housing. Um, COVID really put a, a damper on people who weren't paying rent. And what it comes down to is that, you know, people in the community, they didn't pay their rent, and now these landlords are like, listen, they're very hesitant about, you know, giving somebody a fresh start. So housing's a huge issue, um, but uh, the, the, really what it comes down to, the bones, is really money, right? I mean, if, if a woman can't come up with that security deposit, they're going to miss out on that apartment. Child care, it's the same issue. Child care is such a huge need, but there's very little pe- very little out there that will support child care. You know, our child care center is pretty unique. We serve 87% of poverty families, single moms, and that put, puts a big financial hardship on the Y because we have to be able to come up with those funds to be able to come up with those funds to be able to supply quality childcare for single moms that are out there just trying to make a living at, you know, even minimum wage. So this scholarship is really important for the why as well as for these moms that aren't getting that stress of, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay my childcare bill when I've missed two days of work having the flu or I'm, you know, my child's sick and I can't bring them to childcare. Or concerns and, about COVID. I mean, there's, that's still right. out there. Yes, exactly. So it, it's, it's, it's a program that's a wonderful um, kind of safety net for the women that we serve. What are we looking at as far as the finances that the YWCA needs for this program? Is there typically a set amount for the scholarship grants per person through this that you're looking at what your budget is of what you need contributions from individuals and maybe businesses in our communities to support this? You know, it really, there is no limit. Um, there is no whatever funds. We have been very, we have one donor that's been very generous to us and gives us every year, but we, we deplete. I mean, we, we could go between five to $20,000 and deplete it in one year. It just depends on the year, depends on the need. And because the need is so overwhelming, I would say after COVID, we have depleted everything we have. So we're really starting from scratch. And I just had a woman call me to ask them to cover their copay for their um, their ultrasound, and thank God, you know, we were able to pull it out of pull it out of this fund. But you know, I'm told, you know, we're, we we don't have anything left. We need to 
raise some money for this scholarship program. So we're saving lives as well. You know, Encore Plus program, you know, when they're, when they're getting those important ultrasounds, there's a reason that the doctor's asking for those ultrasounds. It's when people have done stress or they see something. And if a woman's going to not go for that ultrasound because her insurance won't cover it or her deductible is high or they're on a fixed income, they're not going to go. And then what's going to end up happening is they're going to end up with breast cancer, They can, you know, possibly. Um, so we, we save a lot of lives with this program as well as just reaching out and helping those women not have that stress and worry whether they're going to lose their child care or lose their housing. Well, on the health care front, that seems to be something that is a misconception um, for people that are privileged enough to have insurance policies or be in a position where they can, their copay is something they just kind of barely blink at, where you go to a doctor and the doctor just orders a bunch of tests or uh, orders uh, you know a follow-up exam or physical therapy or whatever, and they're just, oh, it's covered by insurance, oh, it's covered by insurance. It's like people don't understand covered by insurance isn't 100% covered by insurance. There's still out-of-pocket expenses, sometimes $30 a pop for an office visit, sometimes $60 a pop for depending on your plan, sometimes even more. And that really is prohibitive for some people that are looking at, you know, no money to throw around. Right. And many of the women we work with, especially with the Encore Plus program, you know, they're 40 and above. Most of them are in their 60s and they're retired or, you know, they're, they're living on that literally fixed income. So that $30 a month, okay, it's your choice of getting an ultrasound or putting food on the table. And right now with the cost of food and the cost of gas, yeah. they're going to choose, choose food. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also, if you're talking about maybe a slightly younger demographic, the ones you were talking about, everyone's yapping about, oh, there are jobs out there and, you know, the, a lot of employers having difficulty filling positions. Well, the positions that are being filled are not necessarily the ones that come with insurance, or it may take a while for health right. insurance to, to kick in. Uh, some people I know that um, they got removed from their one position and were on employment for a while and managed to get a job. It was going to be six months before their new insurance kicked in what do you do right and you push everything off right yeah that's that's your choice is you just push it off until you get insurance um i you know i've been there i've i went many years without insurance and let me tell you i raked up the bills because one emergency visit's like nine thousand dollars you know how do you how do you catch up from that. You know, you, you can pay monthly bills to the hospital, which is great. And there, there is some financial assistance out there through the hospitals. But you still, you know, when you're on that, when you're a, a young family, you know, 40, a lot of people have children later in life. And, you know, mammograms are right now, they're asking, you know, from 35 to 40, you know, to, to get your first screening. Um, and, you know, mammograms are not cheap as well. So I, I totally see where somebody who is on a fixed income, that $30, that $50, $60 or more deductibles would be an issue. And having kids ain't cheap either. You talk about just a visit to the pediatrician about, you know, something. Right. And, you know, kids think they're indestructible and end up breaking things. Right. Not, not, not around our, the house on themselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. And many of our parents and young wonders are single moms working for minimum wage. You know, so that's, that's also another issue is that you have a lot of moms here that, you know, they're out there, they're working those 40-hour jobs, but one day missing of work is, a, you know, it's a big cut. 
Well, you mentioned the the assistance with the security deposit and that sort of thing. Uh, how? Let's get back to the the whole rent issue and the housing stock in our area for the lower to you know some moderate income, but mainly the lower income people. Uh, is is there a problem? Is there also a, a, a discrimination factor when a landlord is looking at a single mom with? children in and you're not supposed to discriminate but i imagine it's still out there finding that housing that's affordable for a young family on on a lower income level absolutely that is one of the biggest problems we have a housing program here called rapid rehousing where it's getting these women you know out of our shelters and into their own apartments in the community and it is the hardest thing right now to try to find a landlord and that's why we're working very closely with just talking to the landlords and saying hey listen this is a a, a good woman a good family that really needs housing and give them give, give them the benefit of the doubt and so we're we're working with landlords especially in our housing program to get some of these women to find homing because right right now there is no housing and as you know, I'm sure of that there's just student housing. There's not many right. family units right. in this area. Yeah, um, and and the, the what housing stock there was over the summer months that's going to quickly dry up as the student population comes back oh, in. Absolutely, and and the the the, the rent um, price gouging. I mean, mm. right now you'd be lucky to find an apartment under seven eight hundred dollars. Wow. So it's 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 very difficult, and so yeah, I mean that's. That's why we have this Helping Hands scholarship program is to get these women and these and not have the burden of all these you know issues that we're talking about. Before we run out of time, let's get some information out there for how people can get you guys some funding for this program. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you go to our website, go under donation. You can pick, you can even just pick um, where you want your money to go, and Helping Hands is right there. Um, you can have it taken out monthly. You can have it taken out at a, just a one-time gift. You can even do roundup on your credit card. So if you're spending, say, two fifty at a store, you know, fifty cents of it kicks back to the YWCA. So those are three three ways that you could definitely donate, and you can pick right on our website. You want to help directly to Helping Hand Scholarship. So it's ywcabinghamton.org. And we would love for people to come together and raise our community with this Helping Hand Scholarship Program. Thank you very much for being my guest. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. Looking for something to